So I live in the basement apartment of an owner-occupied three-story townhouse in Brooklyn, and my landlord lives upstairs with his family. So I just got off the phone with my landlord, and he told me that tonight, while I'm hosting an improvised singing workshop at my house, there's going to be some guys going down into the basement and hauling out the old boiler and replacing it with a new one. So flashback to Monday morning. I just had a pretty epic backyard party the day before, with some flaming pork bellies and bagpipes and emotions to deal with, and I got to bed late, woke up around 7 o'clock, pretty groggy, got to the kitchen floor, and I was just completely floored by like an inch of standing water. So I call my landlord, he comes down, rushes to the basement and sees that there's standing water down there too, and we figure out that someone had hooked up the hot water to the ice cube maker, and maybe unsurprisingly, It had come loose, and there was just hot water everywhere. So we turned the water off in the whole building. And when the water comes back on again, and I've cleaned up from the mess, I notice that my shower is just kind of lukewarm. And then my shower is cold. So I call my landlord, and I text him, and eventually I learn that the old boiler is broken, and it needs to be replaced, and he doesn't know when he's going to be able to get a replacement. So I begin to stew. In the early morning hours, I can feel myself drafting emails to him that I'll never send. And at work, and when I'm in conversations with loved ones, I find myself stolen away by fantasies of talking to him. And it's strange because when he does appear, and he does appear when I call him, He's friendly, and he gets things done, and he's obviously a nice guy. I would even say sweet. And I know that. But there's sort of a different landlord that comes to occupy my head when he's not there, or when I've texted him and he hasn't responded for a couple hours. And that is the person that I'm drafting the case against. I think in a fundamental way, this comes down to a feeling of powerlessness and of being ignored and of feeling sort of helpless, which is ironic because, you know, I could move if I wanted to. I entered this relationship freely and I can leave it anytime I want. And yet I feel like while I'm here, there's a sense of beholdenness and weakness, which makes me feel really uncomfortable. And I think I can trace it back maybe to my relationship with my parents and especially my dad and That sense that I always had that if I could just do the right things and behave and be the person that he expected me to be, then I would be rewarded and my life would be easy and I could get his love and affection and things would go right. And somehow I feel like I've been doing that. I've been paying my rent and I've been courteous and yet still here I am on day three with no hot water. So when it becomes clear that it's going to take a little while to replace, uh, my landlord offers to let me use his shower upstairs. And this is an interesting offer. At first, I want to refuse because it seems like it's just buying him time and making him look good when what I want is to show that he is unjustly persecuting me and to get what is due to me as soon as possible. However, there is also the consideration of how I smell. So I take him up on his offer and It's interesting because I've been living in the ground floor of this building for a year, but I've actually only been upstairs once really briefly when I was first signing the lease. 
And so I go up the back stairs, wrought iron, past the two little cute white dogs, and knock on the kitchen door. And my landlord's wife, let's call her Barbara, shows me upstairs to the third floor for a shower and a big tiled bathroom. And I head in there with my soap and my towel and my clean clothes, and I'm sort of resenting the whole thing. And I don't know when this is going to be over. I wonder if I'm just going to be knocking on their door for the rest of the time that I live in Brooklyn, even in the winter, shivering in a little towel and flip-flops. And I'm resenting the whole situation. I get in the shower and it's really warm. For some reason, their boiler is bubbling hot, even though mine's dead. And I start singing a little bit to myself, kind of rum ba bum 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 scrub ba bum 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 scrub the knees and scrub the toes, scrub the elbows and bum bum. And uh, take a lo- nice long shower just to sort of let them know that I'm willing to use pretty much all of the water and gas that they have. Get out, dry myself off, and head downstairs, and I'm stopped in my tracks on the stairwell when I look into their living room and see, for the first time, this giant stuffed lion, like bigger than a lion. It's like some kind of a mammoth lion. And its front paws are up on this chair, and it looks like it's in the staging room of a natural history museum with some drop cloths behind it, and there are the little white dogs in the background. And I am just flabbergasted and stunned and sort of overcome with a feeling that probably in ancient times might have been called wonder or awe, but in my mind it's just taking the form of W, T, F, and there's some fear mixed in, but it's not strong enough to overtake the sense of incongruousness and just sheer surprise. And for that moment, I just completely let go of my grudge. And I feel like this little wet creature in a little rickety building on the surface of a planet with these wild creatures that roamed the savanna that lived and died and got put here right in front of me for what? It's so mysterious and crazy, so huge and so majestic. And it's not long until I think about the lions that guard Prospect Park at the Third Street entrance, these giant stone statues of really stately lions that seem about the same size and shape. And I think about the cowardly lion, if he only had a heart. And I actually also think about the snow lion, which is one of the animals that represent the four dignities in the Shambhala Buddhist system. And the lion's dignity is perkiness, which is a sort of openness to situations and events. And I guess I sort of perk up a little bit and look around and find it sort of hard to recover that sense of being wronged that I had come up to the shower with. And I'm not going to lie and say that that feeling didn't come back, because it did pretty quickly and pretty strong, but it felt like there was a little difference. 
And the difference was that I could feel the space around it. I could feel the actual situation of not getting this thing that I needed. And I could feel the sensation of being weak and at someone else's mercy in terms of getting that need met. And I could also just see how that feeling was coming from the inside as the result of a long pattern. And it was a pattern that I could choose to interrupt. 